Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 476 on Tuesday, the 31st of May 2022. Hello, I'm Alan, and I'm all on my lonesome because technical difficulties are not something we have to pause the show or cancel the show for very often uh, but we wanted to to just put out something this week despite the fact that Andrew's unable to join uh, sadly anyway this week we say hello to an old friend we look forward to November and we thank Canada for its common sense uh, so we start off with some follow-up and uh, unusually the follow-up is from Take a big drum roll, everyone. It's Dieselgate. Uh, Volkswagen has settled the UK Dieselgate litigation with a £193 million uh, settlement. Uh, so over 70,000 claimants were involved. Uh, and uh, Volkswagen Group has made an out-of-court payment of £193 million uh, to cover all of those. This is the same story that was the, the same class action that was started in January 2017 that if you use Instagram and Twitter, you've probably seen adverts for encouraging you to join it. Uh, and yes, this is this is what happened. Um, a uh, Philip Harmon, Volkswagen AG chief legal officer, has said that the Volkswagen Group is pleased that we've been able to conclude this long-running litigation in England and Wales. The settlement is another important milestone as the Volkswagen Group continues to move beyond the deeply regrettable events leading up to September 2015. So, uh, yes, a certain line being drawn under it there. I'm sure that these, these lawyers, uh, and as I say, if you've seen the adverts, you've seen the names, uh, will be uh, continue to pursue uh, BMW, Mercedes, uh, and just about anyone else who's ever sold a diesel car uh, in the UK. Also in Dieselgate, and also in follow-up, uh, very quickly, uh, US part of FCA uh, has agreed to plead guilty to criminal conduct and pay roughly $300 million in penalties to resolve a multi-year emissions forward probe surviving vehicles with diesel engines. Uh, this covers more than 100,000 older Ram pickup trucks and Jeep Sport and, and Jeep vehicles uh, within the US uh, lineup. So this is from um, 2014 to 2016. Uh, this this covers. Uh, it's going to turn to a plea deal. Uh, and uh, we shall see what happens there. Um, previously, FCA has uh, resolved civil allegations. These were criminal ones. Civil allegations uh, whilst denying that it deliberately attempted to cheat on emissions tests, according to Reuters. Uh, sticking with FCA and Stellantis uh, and new news uh, here, Fiat is going to remove all... all well, there's a big headline one here is to axe all... Fiat is to axe all non-electrified models in the UK from July, which sounds quite bad until you realise that, that essentially all the model ranges are going to survive. It's just they're all going to be electrified uh, to one level or another, including mild hybrids. So um, Fiat saying they electrified 60% of the lineup in 2021 and the 500X and the Fiat Tipo were the last two cars to receive a hybrid powertrain. Uh, that's now been achieved. Uh, all the non-hybridized, as I say, of whatever level of hybrid uh, models, so the 1.2-litre petrol engine uh, generally, are all going to be removed from the ranges. In their place, there'll be a 1-litre hybrid unit with a naturally aspirated three-cylinder engine mated to a 12-volt belt-integrated starter generator and 11-amp-hour battery, according to Autica. 
which I'm sure is according to an FCA press release. Uh, so, yeah. Um, 500X Tipos, uh, not the one litre engine, obviously. Uh, they've got 1.5 four cylinder petrol, made it a 20 brake uh, horsepower electric motor, uh, giving 128 brake and 177 pound foot of torque. That almost starts to sound like new, new car news, but that's coming up in a little bit. Uh, also in the news, uh, costs of ultra rapid EV charging increases by almost 50%. Um, yes, cost of public charging and ultra rapid uh, EVs has gone shooting up uh, a 16.76 pence per kilowatt hour uh, increase uh, on average. Linked to that, the RAC has launched a new charge watch initiative. Uh, and the idea of this, according to this Motoring Electric uh, story, is to monitor the cost of these public electric car charging uh, prices here in the UK. It's the same idea as the RAC's Fuel Watch, which re has recorded uh, the trends in, in petrol and diesel prices for many years. Uh, the average cost of non-subscription, uh, and, and that's important. Uh, public rapid charging in the UK has increased by 21% since September 2021. Um, so, yeah, that's that means 44.51 pence per kilowatt hour compared to 36.74 pence uh, at the end of last summer. Obviously, the faster you want to charge, the more that kilowatt's going to cost you, uh, as I'm sure we're all aware. Uh, lots more on that. Both those stories from Autocar and from Drive Electric are linked in the show notes. That's all we're going to do for news this week. As I say, there are links to more stories, uh, stories about JLR, uh, stories about uh, UK battery production or, 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 or battery production um, and things like that. M many other stories will be linked in the show notes. We just haven't had a chance to discuss them this evening. Um, yeah, so all the original stories we're going to talk about are all linked there. So lots of lots of fun uh, extra reading should you need, want, or desire. That essentially takes us to the end of the first part of the show. And um, it's a chance for me to remind you that the MOVE conference about the future of mobility will be taking place in London on Wednesday and Thursday, the 15th and 16th of June. The combined conference and exhibition will cover all sorts of topics that we love to talk about on the Motoring Podcast, including electric cars, autonomous cars, security regulation liability, future fuels, business models, and much more. Uh, Andrew and I are both going to be involved in the electric cars stream on Wednesday the 15th. Uh, I'm going to be hosting a panel titled All These EV Targets, Where's the Charging Infrastructure? And I'm going to be joined by Katie Black, head of the UK's Office for Zero Emission Vehicles, Daniel Tibble, the Director of Data Science and Analytics at the connected vehicle company Weijo, and Hui Zhuang, the Vice President for Europe of the EV company NEO. No pressure there for the podcast hobbyist. Uh, Andrew will also be introducing a number of panels uh, in the morning uh, of Wednesday the 15th. So he'll be doing all the intros before everybody does all the all the serious talking uh, on the serious subject. If you'd like to see both my... Um, both my panel uh, and the ones that Andrew will be introducing 
in person, uh, as well as the rest of the conference and exhibition, then we have a limited number of guest passes for our listeners. You can find a link to register for those, as well as a link to the entire conference schedule in this week's show notes. Obviously, all the usual ways to support us remain available, uh, and you can be found at motoringpodcast.com. Uh, what else is coming up? Oh, one other thing. Um, Salvage Hunters Classic Cars. I, I don't know why this is this is in at this point, but uh, but but it is. Uh, it will be back on Thursday, the second of June, uh, on Quest at eight pm, I believe. Yes, Drew Pritchard and Paul Cowland uh, will be uh, driving and restoring, uh, and either painting or trying not to have classic cars painted black um uh, for our delight uh, that's on quest uh 8 p.m on thursday new series second last series uh quick bit of motorsport uh wrc in italy later this week so there's something to look forward to this coming weekend uh if you're not jubileeing of course uh, and the other piece of motorsport news is that tomorrow first of june or today if you're listening to this even as soon as it's come out uh first of june uh then the entries for the race of remembrance anglesey um at over the remembrance weekend will open so if you are interested in fielding a team for the race of remembrance then get in there nice and early uh, and support everyone at mission motorsport and all the fantastic work that they do uh, new new car news uh zip over these relatively quickly i'm afraid uh there's the new defender 130 uh was announced today uh this it's the new eight seat range topping defender um it is extremely long it is longer than a bmw x7 it is longer than a than a mercedes g class or whatever the equivalent is now um prices start from £73,895 and one of the things that's most notable about this is that it's an eight-seater so it's got they claim it has three full seats in the rearmost row <clears throat> three full seats in the middle row and two seats at the front although I'm sure someone will probably find a way to try to retrofit the the central third seat that you can get in the 90. Um, I'm sure there are so many legal hurdles to that Really, I don't think this is a vehicle designed for the UK. I think this is really meant for the North American market. Um, it takes Land Rover into a segment that really they haven't been in for a long time, um, just with all those seats. So interesting to see what happens there and uh, see how many we see around. Uh, the 130 is available at SE, HSE, X Dynamic, X, and on uh, first edition. Uh, models of course uh, last of which comes in three in inverted commas uh, auto cars carefully curated uh, bespoke color combinations comes with the bulk of the options ticked uh, every single model comes with the adaptive air suspension uh, by the way also in new new car news the new aura funky cat no sorry it is just called the aura funky cat uh which has covered it hit social media and it hit the youtubes a little while ago um not when it people were sort of trying to work out i think if they wanted to import it it comes from uh chinese company great wall motors uh, so it is super cutesy a sort of cross between a modern beetle and a mini and a nissan leaf uh sort of all smushed together prices start for thirty thousand four hundred and ninety five pounds 
uh, after the 1500 pound ev grant for the entry level one which comes a 48 kilowatt hour battery and a 193 mile range but there is let me just try and see if there's a, a more expensive range yeah uh so that's where it that's where it starts at the minute i'm sure it will increase from there supposedly they've had six thousand notes and registrations of interest so let's just see uh what actually happens great wall ultimately would like to sell fifty thousand funky cats per year uh in the uk uh, with another model to follow next year so yes let's just see uh aura the manufacturer uh will be showing its cars in shopping centers uh rather than in uh rather than in dedicated dealerships uh, at least until it's built up some kind of recognition uh, so we'll see just what happens it's it's kind of cool i guess kind of fun uh anyhow let's uh shift on lunchtime read uh lunchtime read this week is from avance.com um and it's a story by ben abrams uh about uh matt farrah uh, of the smoking tire and it's called matt farrah has never worked a day in his life it's a really really interesting story just about uh, about matt really um and about some of his his background and how he came to do the things he does with the smoking tire with the westside collector car storage um and of course the smoking tire podcast as well as as well as all the youtube stuff uh, he's a chap who you know never worked a day in his life but works incredibly hard and has worked incredibly hard uh so far i mean i first heard of matt via the drive um the original sort of youtube subscription series the the the, the drive which obviously nowadays has turned into the website um but yeah that's uh uh, it's well worth sort of 10 minutes of your time there. Uh, list of the week of this week uh, is 11 way out there concept cars that defined the 1970s. Uh, it's on Haggerty. It's by Richard Hesseltine. Um, and they are there are some quite crazy ones there. I'm trying to work out how many of these I've actually seen in, in real life. I've seen a couple of them in real life. Yes. Yes, I have. Um, which one do I want? I'm going to choose the Minissima. Uh, so it was a displayed on the British Leyland stand in 1973, designed by William Towns. It is a one-box, mini-based uh, vehicle. It's it's really cool. Um, it it's the 70s. It's tiny. It it's got cute little wheels and tires uh interesting thing about this is that it did actually essentially make production uh as as an invalid car for a little while and i've now forgotten the name the name of what it turned into uh, i'm sure at least one of you uh, well i'm sure i'll remember it five minutes after i finished recording uh, and that at least one of you will correct me and tell me the name of the the the, the name of essentially the 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 production version of the minissima uh last but not least last but not least the and finally this week we're all a bit sick of cars with daylight running lights daytime running lights and it's only the front lights that, that are working and it should really be the rear lights well canada it seems have put their foot down on this um and to make sure that people actually drive with their headlights on and because on the first of september last year transport canada implemented a new set of rules to curb a lack of proper lamp use uh, so they have actually way 
So now, as of 2021, um, all vehicles have to be uh, more visible in low light conditions. So when DRLs are on, tail lights have to be on, or when they, the auto headlamps will turn on all the time in low light conditions, um, or you keep the instrument panel dark so they know it is getting dark and it can't be red whenever it is is dark so those are the three options they have this is actually this is almost a lunchtime read length article from the autopian uh, do have a little bit of a read if you want to know more about some of the ways that that's being done um it's to do with basically one of the simplest ways is okay you can't ever turn your headlights off they have to always be on auto uh, it's the easiest way but different brands are doing different things uh, about that so um so have a little look if you're interested but it's one of those things that i'd be curious to know if it was going to going to spread beyond canada uh, and over here it does seem rather sensible uh, in my mind anyhow uh parish notes there may be a special edition at some point soon i have stuff to to i have recordings i just have to stitch it together uh don't forget about move uh, and a chance to attend that um yes lots of other little things uh, i'm sure uh andrew as i say apologizes uh he is he he is uh he has some technical difficulties this evening um a microphone that is refusing to microphone uh so folks uh don't forget between now and next week you can give us any feedback share your thoughts with the show at motoring podcast on twitter and instagram on facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com the hub of all our activities uh, remember you can support us financially via patreon and please leave a review and rating on apple podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing uh the best way to get in touch with andrew is via twitter where if you search for cracked windscreen uh, you should find him there um he's not using quite as much at the minute uh, he's taking a little bit of a break uh but and to get in touch with me it's best to use twitter as well where i'm not taking so much of a break um i'm at ajp bradley that's b-i-a-d-l-e-y as i say we'll be back uh, relatively soon uh, both of us uh but until then i've been alan bradley Andrew's been Andrew Close and safe motoring.